We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. We're moving full steam ahead. Is this thing on? Well, that's weird. Uh, so, welcome back to another edition of the podcast. Uh, getting off to a rocky start, but it will not slow us down. Or me, 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 me and us, me. Well, you, you, you're along with me. You're part of this thing too. It's not just me. You, I mean, heck, if it was just me, then there would be nobody listening to it. And if a podcast gets put on the internet and nobody listens to it, then it's. Uh, gets very low ratings on iTunes. I think that's what how it works. Um, but still, if it gets one rating, then it, the iTunes algorithm is like, Okay, now, I'm sorry if I have deafened a few of you, because honestly, uh, okay, so look, if I did deafen you, A, don't sue me, B, just keep downloading the podcast, that'd be nice. You know, somebody's got to be downloading it, right? Okay. So, like I said, bit of a rocky start. A bit of a rocky road start. Ice cream! Ah, yeah! That's right. I'm working on uh, getting this to be a morning show. Uh, maybe in the greater Tempe area. I am uh, once again back using the Shure SM7B because I uh, watched... Uh, Natalie Dawn from the lovely Pomplamoose and uh, and uh, uh, all of comedy Bang Bang and 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 just so many people that I uh, revere uh, using it and uh, I was not I mean I'm sorry they were not getting the the sort of sound horrible quality out of it that I was and so I'm I'm gonna try it again oh shoot I forgot the music hang on a second let me let me let me get the music going. There we go. Okay, so uh, one of the things I really wanted to do was, you know, because like I said last time, I am really out of the music scene. I don't listen to new music. I don't know what's going on. So uh, this is, again, back in the day when I had a recording studio and this was one of the guys that came in. Um, Boy, this whole crew was nice people, super nice people, but just a mess in terms of their lives. Um, I mean, they were always nice to me, but it was like, so their producer was this guy named Alan Blackwell, and he lived in Oakland. Give you a sense of what Alan was up against. He he had two monster pit bulls and, that were trained to attack people who broke into his house. He had his front door sealed shut. I don't remember how he did, whether he boarded it up or welded it shut. I don't know. And and so you had to go in through the back. So one day, surprise, surprise, the police need to get into his house because they think he's harboring a drug dealer. So they're banging on the thing and they're coming in through the back and the dog is barking him and the dog gets shot in the shoulder. Doesn't matter. Doesn't kill the dog. This is how tough this dog is. You can just shoot this dog. And he's like, yeah, okay. And, uh, and of course, I-, I don't think Alan took him to a vet or anything like that. And it was just... 
And, and it was funny because like these guys, so these guys are known as the IBMC, the Illegal Businessmen's Corporation. And, um, you know, I, Alan had another group that was two kids kind of in high school. They were not particularly good rappers, but he thought they could be something. I remember back a few years when everybody in this club was a young nigga's peer. What in the fuck happened here? This guy right here uh, who is rapping is Rooster. He is the star of IBMC. So it was always great when, like, he would come in and he would do stuff and he would just be like, yeah, that guy. That guy is what this needs to be. Not these other two doofy, um, doofidium. So uh, Alan would come in with the with the younger kids, and I would be like, "Hey, what's going on with the IBMC?" And he would be like, "Yeah, uh, somebody, one of the guys stole from one of the other guys in the group, and now they all hate each other. So um, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take a break from that for a while." <laughs> But anyway, the drama, yet again. Everything, it's funny, it's like every band I've had personal contact with, it's like, it never ends well. It's always like, hey, these guys hate each other and it's a disaster, but they made this fun music. So anyway, this, this is a, this is a, a song from the IBMC. Okay, so uh, let's talk about what's going on. Um, oh, so I should wait uh, till the next song starts uh, because that really kicks off the next section. Um, but anyway, oh, so I should just say uh, this is being recorded on New Year's Eve 2012. So uh, probably when you hear this, it will already be 2013. And um, I don't know if that will affect anything. Maybe I die in 2013. Ooh, dun dun dun. Anyway. Um, so I guess to, to everybody who's listening, Happy New Year! Uh, so, um, so anyway, so uh, the next song hopefully is going to be uh, Willie Nelson that I recorded on my cell phone. Uh, that lovely wife of mine, Miriam, got uh, free tickets to go see uh, Willie Nelson and um, at the at the winery, Mountain Winery in Saratoga, Campbell, California. Anyway, so. Poor old Willie Nelson has lost his confidence. And he, it's funny because, so this is what we're listening to is my favorite Willie Nelson, nice feedback. My favorite Willie Nelson song of all time is uh, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. And so you'll hear him and he'll say, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. It's almost like he forgot the note he was supposed to hit, or he just doesn't believe he can hit it. Here it is. Yeah, well, what is that? That's like just giving up. That's just throwing your hands in the air and be like, blue eyes crying, oh, fuck it. Nah, give up, I don't know. Yeah, what is this, what is this, this crazy notes, you know? And, and this was like a sold out crowd and he just fucking phones it in. I can't remember if I complained about this before or not. I kind of don't remember, like, going through the arduous process of downloading this off of my phone. But, anyway, so, what most people, it's funny, most people would listen to this and be like, oh, well, he's a guy who can't hit the high notes anymore. Fucking, he can't hit any notes, ever. And it's not like his stuff was ever challenging. And, in fact, at one point in this song, he hits the bridge. Let's call it the bridge. Musical terms, right? Am I right? Where are my gays at? Right. 
I guess there's no music. Anyway, so um, that has a lot of high notes in it. So it's obviously... Oh, here it is. Oh. Why are people clapping for that? And he can't play guitar either. See, he go hand in hand. Like he can do it. He can hit them damn notes. It's just like he just doesn't give a shit, or he's tired. Fuck, I don't know what, man. But if this is the bullshit that you're gonna do, don't do it, right? Just stay home because you're wasting everybody's time with with a half-hearted attempt. So, all right. So now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna through the power of electronic um, computerisms. Here's the real version. This is the version that we all know and remember. And uh, I have listened to this song a lot because uh, it's a great song, but because when I was trying to do music mixing, this is a great song because it's so quiet and not quiet in volume, but quiet in tone. And it's really hard to get all of those instruments to be equal and not overpower anybody and yet still have this sort of quiet tone to them. And so it's, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing about life. And I think that most people don't understand this is that you don't do things without example, right? Like you, you, we just all the time, like this game draws something uh, that, you know, we, we were all playing on our smartphones. It really highlights the fact of like, you can't do, you can't draw a thing without looking at it. It's so goddamn hard. Like I had to draw a uh, Galaga uh, was one of the things, the old 80s arcade game Galaga that I was playing for uh, Christopher Drum, who is currently living in uh, Japan. Uh, and I was drawing it and I was just like, I don't know what these little critters are supposed to look like. I can't, I played this goddamn game 20,000 times and I still don't remember. Anyway, and it's funny just how it's like something so simple is so hard to do from memory. So that's my point is, if you are doing something, you're having trouble figuring it out. Find somebody else who did it and study how they did it and do it like that. Uh, speaking of which, Christopher Drum, he's the one who really told me about this idea initially because he uh, he told me about a class that he took in college where he was like, um, a teacher, a drawing teacher of his said, you will not be able to do this without a reference. Go ahead and draw a chair. We've all seen chairs, draw a chair. And you cannot draw it faithfully without looking at it. And it's just that hard to do. Uh, Blue October, what a great song. This is a band that really just never took off. This was like their one hit off this album. But honestly, this is one of those songs I could listen to. 10,000 times. Okay, so because this is sort of a year in review show, let's talk about some other things that I've talked about earlier this year that I just have to reiterate again. A, you got a baby? You had a baby because you wanted a baby. 
I do not want your baby. Do not give me your baby. I will eat your baby. Don't fuck the baby. Oh, I forgot about to talk about this. We went to go see uh, Book of Mormon uh, when it came out here. Yeah, good, not great. Good, end of story. Again, don't hand me your baby. I am not your babysitter. Just because we are talking face to face does not make me your babysitter. And I do not want to be your babysitter. Don't fuck the baby. I will not fuck your baby, nor do I want to hold your baby. If, I, if you hold my baby, hey, I, I'm gonna put this out right now. I might drop your baby. Oh yeah, I have notoriously sweaty hands. And you know what doesn't hold babies well? Sweaty hands. Yeah, sweaty hands in the morning. DJ Rockstar, sweaty hands in the morning. Oh God, don't do that. No. If I've got one lesson for you in the new year. Oh, don't do that. Oh, another thing. Another thing that I am again screaming about. I had to deal with this last night. People who insist you take your shoes off in their house. This is a new thing. This is something I some asshole started and now we all do it. I never knew anybody. I went to hundreds of kids' houses in my life. Not once did I was ever asked to take off my shoes. Why? Because this is a new thing. This is some crazy bullshit that somebody started and was like, oh, I guess we should all do this. Why? Why? You've got hardwood fucking floors. What do you think my shoes are going to do? Create a, a modicum of dust? Because they're not going to, they're rubber shoes. They're not going to scratch up your floors. What the fuck is your problem? What, what do you think I've got? Like giant, you know, did I, was I stomping in mud puddles before I came in? And what kind of asshole am I that I'm just like, I've got giant mud on my shoes. I'm, this is me running in place as I talk to you. That's why the volume keeps wavering. I'm going to walk in with giant mud on my shoes and shove it up your asshole and just be like and they're like oh hey why are you doing my my asshole wasn't muddy when you got here and i'm like no dude you must have shit your pants because why would i run in here with mud on my shoes because i'm not an asshole no you sir are an asshole and you deserve mud up your asshole because you should not be asking me to take off my shoes i thought of just your face so the one nice thing about the people who I went to last night, they had carpet, night. they offered me slippers if I wanted them. Fuck you, I shouldn't have to ask for slippers. They should be by the door, wrapped in doilies, wrapped in the, the that little paper, like sanitized for your protection, and they should be offered to me on a whore's stomach with some bucket of cocaine. Oh, hey, here's, uh, so you're, what you're listening to right now is uh, my good friend John Boykin. Uh, he's uh, a dude who's always loved music and uh, with the, oh God, with all the internet uh, things, I was like, oh, this is great. We can make music remotely. We don't have, you know, we all have full-time jobs. We don't have to take time away from those full-time jobs. We can get together and make this without having to be in the same room. Except for the fact that nobody was motivated enough to do their own parts, so then we had to literally drive to their house, stand in front of them and go, record this, dummy. You said you would do it, you ain't do it, so do it, do it, do it. 
It only took a few days, but now fire is gonna blaze. So this singer is the only person that we never did have to, I've never met this guy in my life, and he was really great. He sang this, he sent me a video of him singing it. One of these days I'll complete the music video. Um, yeah, super, super excited uh, about that. Um, but boy, it's so tough to motivate people unless you just lord over them. And that is something that the internet will not do. I can't reach through my internet and like bitch slap somebody and be like, fucking dude, just do that, man. But I'm not one brick alone. So this song actually fits in well with uh, the big news. The big news uh, is that I am starting a new Twitter campaign uh, called The Thankful Project. And uh, so if you follow me on Facebook, you, you saw the big announcement today, uh, New Year's Eve, um, every day. Every day I'm going to be announcing things that make me happy. And this is, I'm doing this for a bunch of reasons. So I'll give you the long story because where you gotta go, where I gotta go, where are we? Who are you? Anyway, so um, so every year uh, we do this uh, Thanksgiving of Friends uh, and every year we go around and so basically uh, the, the long story is is that it's a group of uh, people that all went to college together and uh, we spend the uh, the day before or the weekend before uh, Thanksgiving we get together and we have our own Thanksgiving of just us and uh, every year uh, we go around the table and we say what we're thankful for and the last Thanksgiving, uh, I just, uh, it was rough on some people, not me, but on some people, they were like, yeah, this guy died, and I was really close to him, and it came without warning, and I was just like, oh my god, that's, oh, that's tough, and then it got to me, and I was like, yeah, I, I struggled with the mashed potatoes, that was, that sucked, but not really, compared to you all, and it's funny, because every year, wait, one brick alone. I like that. Um, so, um, every year when we do this, I leave and I'm just like, oh, this is so great. I, I feel better. I feel happier. Like, my life is in perspective. You know, and especially a dude like me who has very little concerns, right? Like, I am middle, 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 middle class. You know, I, I, I have plenty of money. I'm not hurting even when I was unemployed. I wasn't hurting for money. And it was just like, right, right. And so uh, the point of all of this is I think it's going to help me get my life in perspective, right? Like it's going to help me appreciate my own life that much more where every day I have to spend a minute, maximum a minute to say like, Give me something, give me one thing that you were thankful for today, or not even thankful, just get something you liked. And so um, this comes out of my ex-college roommate's book that he wrote about living in India, where he was living in India, he hated it, hated it. And he was like, there has to be something I like about this country, because I am here, I am married to an Indian woman, I have to do this. And how can I make this work? And his way of making it work was making a list of all the things about India that he liked. And obviously, 
you know, the, it's, it's a great story. Uh, hopefully he gets it published, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it helped me sort of realize, yeah, I need to start doing that too about my own life, about what do I love. Oh, Mama Cass, right here. Gotta look. This is, it's so perfect. This song is right now because it's make your own kind of music. Well, damn it, I'm making my own kind of music. My own kind of music is my own Twitter project, and I'm saying what I love, and fuck you if it's not, if it's too sincere or it's, it's too open. If I'm showing you my dick too much. All right, now look. Let's be... Okay, no. I, I will never be thankful for my dick other than the fact that I have a dick. Like, it hasn't gotten, you know, blown off. But I will never put my dick on this and be like, Look at my dick! Isn't this awesome? Yeah! And I'm like, no. My dick is average at best. Um, but maybe that's the point of this. Maybe I should put... No, my mother will be reading this. I don't want to put my dick on this. But... Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, this is the, I don't know who does this cover. I got this off of, uh, 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 what's that pirate music service that was on? Napster. I got this off of Napster a hundred years ago. It's some dude doing an acoustic version of Hit Me Baby One More Time that I think is great. But anyway, so one of the other reasons why I really wanted to do this thankful project is because I feel like people are way too guarded. And I, one of the greatest things I ever learned about life is that who cares, right? If they, people don't like you, fine. That's fine. They, maybe they've got some weirdo reason. It's fine. They, you can't like, and there's no way you can please everybody. So somebody's going to not like you. And there are parts of me I don't like. I mean, I know I'm real loud. And, and you know, my wife is constantly telling me to not scream at the top of my lungs. We're in a party. I'm just like, oh, my God, I love this band. And she's like, dude, dude, not everybody needs to know that. Dude, 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 dude. Yeah, she invokes the dude. And she is well within her right to invoke the dude. But... My point is, is that for most of the time, this is unnecessary, right? Like, we don't have to be so guarded about who we are. Let your freak flag fly, motherfucker! Yeah! So, that's what I'm going to do with this. So, hopefully it'll gain some perspective on me. Hopefully, you'll see something about you like. I mean, if you're having a bad day, hopefully this is a place you can go and be like, God damn it, that's fucking great. Uh, and it's just going to be, sometimes it'll be a picture, sometimes it'll be a thought, sometimes it'll be a, a reach out to a person I know. It could, it could be anything. Anything that makes me happy every fucking day. Go fuck yourself. That's the angriest happy day that I've ever shoved up someone's ass before. But anyway, I'm committed to it. Uh, I already had one person on Facebook after being up for like an half an hour. He was like, well, how soon does this turn to sarcasm? I'm like, nope. Uh-uh. It's not doing that. I must confess that my loneliness is killing me now. Don't you know I still Okay, so let's wrap this year up with uh, a couple of recommendations. Um, stuff that I've been liking uh, to carry into the, you into the new year. Let's end it on a positive note. I just saw Men in Black 3. Really enjoyed it. There is a character, if you have not seen this movie, there is a character in it that is worth the price of admission. A somebody you have not seen before, and it's Will Smith! 
No, it's not. Uh, Josh Brolin's impression of Tommy Lee Jones is really great. Uh, but there is a character in there that was a really great job of, of doing something different. Um, oh, and then I'm also um, most of the way through the Total Recall uh, a remake with uh, Colin Farrell. And the action scenes are fantastic. The premise of the movie is ridiculous. I, I, I'll be honest with you, no Mars. I know, a little bit of a bummer, no Mars. Not sure if there's a Quato yet or not. Uh, and the idea is that Colin Farrell plays a, uh, a factory worker assembling robots. Now, this is supposed to be the future, folks. We already have robots that assemble things. We don't, I don't think in the future, humans will be assembling robots when we already have robots that can assemble other things. Anyway, but I don't care. It's still fun. I still highly recommend it. Uh, go watch it. Um, so, oh, oh and, and here is uh, the Bobs uh, with their version of this song, Through the Wall. I don't know who did it. I, this is from one of their cover albums, and I really love the hell out of this song. I don't know who did it before or what. Oh, and finally, uh, we had this funny idea at work the other day. Um, what would it be like? Uh, uh, th the latest idea for Siri, because everybody's like, well, what can we make Siri do? How can we expound on Siri? Um, Siri needs to be a tool for people who just like talking to themselves. So if, for those of you who are my age, um, uh, there was a computer program, I think, called Eliza or Elisa or Lisa or something, and it was supposed to be a therapist simulator for, like, the Apple II or the Apple I or whatever. And the idea was um, that you would type in, like, oh, uh, Eliza, I'm feeling depressed. And then Eliza would respond back to you, oh, tell me what you think about that, you know. Or, um, uh, you know, or, or where did I put this? Or how do I feel about that? And then it would sort of, like, generate these responses uh, to you. Uh, and it, it, it was great because it would go for a fairly long time until you could sort of trip it up and then get it to feed back on itself and get it back to the beginning again. But anyway, so Siri should be that, right? Like, you should be just walking down the street and you'd just be like, you know, Siri, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy one bit. He gave me the stink eye and I don't care for it. Oh, tell me how you feel about that. Well, I don't know. He's getting up into my business and he tells me what for. I don't think so. And then, or, or maybe it should just be for people who talk to themselves. Just walking around and be like, oh, that is a beautiful sky. Look at that. Oh, that is a beautiful sunset. Yes, I think so. It is beautiful. I know, right? Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, oh, good. I need some ice cream. I would love some ice cream right now. Oh, yes. Ice cream sounds delightful. Yeah, right. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I know. I know, right? And it would just be like this self-justification system for whatever you wanted to do. You'd just be like, Siri, shouldn't we get some ice cream? Yes, I think we should get some ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Great. We're getting ice cream. I didn't mean for all of my interpretations to be uh, quite so racist, but that's the way it goes sometimes. So, from me, from Baby New Year, 
from the first New Year's Eve in 40 years without the late, great Dick Clark, make this year something worth talking about. And let's do this one more time. Till then!